Good morning, you're listening to The Stand Podcast. My name is Chance Jammer, and I am your host for this episode of Accountability and the Recall Florida Mission. We have with us the co-founder of Recall Florida, Carmen Reynolds. She is smart and a tenacious investigator. Don't let her fool you. She'll try and say that I'm all the brains. That is not true. Carmen is with us. How are you, Carmen? Well, good morning, Chance. Uh, I'm I'm doing well. Um, getting ready to start another dynamic day in Santa Rosa County, Florida. For all of those who are listening, uh, please tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Well, you know, I really hate to talk about myself. I am a doer, uh, so no, I can never be uh, accused of uh, being an egotist whatsoever uh, because I'm extremely humble. And uh, I've written nothing down to describe myself because I really detest talking about myself. Um, uh, I like my works to speak to, to speak for, for me. But, uh, if, if you insist, uh, let's see, I was fortunate enough to, uh, go into an ROTC program with the air force and, uh, was commissioned as a second Lieutenant, uh, in 1977. I had a, uh, a bachelor of science degree in criminology and law enforcement, which I completed summa cum laude and was able to finish, because I got uh, grants and scholarships because of my my high GPA. So I was very fortunate, wanted to go uh, finish my master's in juvenile delinquency at the University of Oregon, but the Air Force had other plans and wanted to bring me on as one of the first seven females in the security police field. And uh, that's how I entered. It was a very uh, discriminatory, discriminatory time. Um, I arrived at Seymour Johnson Air Force Base, North Carolina, uh, with my sponsor greeting me. Um, he was from the Citadel, and he got on all four uh, four legs up on a desk and started barking like a dog and said, uh, Lieutenant Reynolds is reporting for duty. Ow, ow. And that was the beginning of learning how to work three times as hard uh, as the men. Uh, to get half of the recognition. Um, I immediately started work on my master's degree in business personnel management at nights and on the weekends and uh, had some really, really good career experiences for 22 years, worked uh, and traveled all over the world, uh, retired at Hurlburt in 1998 as the deputy dean of the Air Ground Operations School, which is now the Command and Control Warrior School, I, uh, uh, my mom died uh, shortly after I retired. I had started school on another degree in journalism and ended up running the uh, school newspaper for the University of West Florida as the editor-in-chief up there. And uh, soon my father got very, very ill, brought him here, became his caregiver for 12 years, so I couldn't work full time. He was a Vietnam veteran and uh, ended up being blind uh, and total care from Agent Orange with a very rare brain disease. But I worked part-time for newspapers and I was able to get involved in the community. I worked as a fire commissioner in my district and was appointed to the zoning board. Um, I followed uh, the county 
processes so I know backward and forward how things work in the county. Um, I wrote a five-part series, which was an award-winning series on veteran suicides, uh, distinguished by the Florida Press Association for investigative reporting. Um, and then I found uh, a person named Chance John Meyer, who was working on Recall Florida. And from my viewpoint, I saw that there were many, many, many problems within our county, and they weren't going to get fixed uh, momentarily, it was going to take some real diligence to address that. And I felt Recall Florida would be just the thing that we needed. So I connected with you, Chance, and and the rest is history. So how did I do? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's quite a resume. So uh, you can see uh, why Carmen is so uh, the right fit for uh, the count, the co-founder of Recall Florida. Uh, what specifically was it about uh, Recall Florida that made you decide, you know, hey, I want to get involved with this, uh, this movement. Uh, I want to be a part of it. I want to invest my time and energy in, in what's going on here. Well, as I said, I was seeing that we had very, very serious problems and uh, I saw some of the corruption bubbling up, and I knew that uh, there had to be some recourse. And when I started researching, because I am a researcher, uh, I found very sadly that according to Florida Statute 100.361, that privilege of recall was only extended to charter and uh and municipal counties. So that left Santa Rosa County up here in the Florida panhandle out totally. Um, more research, more research. And then I uncovered that you were trying to lay some preliminary groundwork. And I knew with my uh, uh, fluency with the county and having worked in Tallahassee on other legislation, I, I lived, uh, lived up there for a month trying to get uh, some legislation passed. And I really saw uh, some of the dirty politics, how we were trying to ensure that the people that were that are employed in Florida are citizens and not skirting underneath, uh, working underneath the table and not paying taxes, et cetera. Well, when push came to shove, some of the big senators that we needed to come on board uh, actually had large blueberry plantations, et cetera, and they used these illegals to uh, to uh, help their bottom line. So they weren't about to uh, uh, support that legislation. So I learned some of the I learned, some of the, uh, I learned the, the senators, the representatives up there. I learned my way around, and I knew that that I could uh, bring and offer something to the table for your effort. Well, you definitely have brought a lot to the table. And as uh, Carmen and I have moved forward with the Recall Florida mission, we have come to an understanding of just how deep that corruption is. Uh, and uh, these uh, senators, our representatives, they're not overly anxious to uh, 
to come on board and uh, help us uh, move this forward in the House and Senate. Uh, we've received a lot of uh, lip service, uh, but uh, as we got started, our local representative, J.R. Williamson, he he did sign on and he did invest a good bit of uh, energy in uh, bringing the, uh, our idea to uh, bill language and uh, putting it out on the floor. And uh, we are we are grateful uh, for that. And in this last session, Senator Joe Gruters uh, was our Senate sponsor, and we're we're grateful to uh, Joe for that. Um, Carmen, talk to us a little bit more about your greatest frustration as the co-founder of Recall Florida. Well, uh, there's not just one. It, it, uh, I I don't rest. Uh, my mind is always going. Um, I suppose that uh, as a result of the conclusion of the last legislative session, my greatest frustration was that we were put basically in a no-win, uh, no, a no-win, no-win situation in that we did have a sponsor in Senator Joe Gruters. He had agreed to sponsor but we were unaware that there was a qualification on that sponsorship. And, and uh, what that meant was that he was unwilling to introduce the bill in the Senate until it had come out of the third committee in the House. And here is how that worked. We got it out of the second committee successfully and when it was supposed to come to the third committee, which was the State Affairs Committee, that was where the sticking point was, and we could not get it agended. So between not getting it agended in the third House committee, that then meant that we were up against the wall time-wise, and the Senate sponsor, Senator Gruters, was unwilling to introduce it in the Senate. So we had a catch-22 here, and we were, Recall Florida was caught in in that web, and therefore two years of uh, non-success. So that that is my greatest frustration uh, recently, uh, that that people don't grasp the Recall Florida concept. That's that's another frustration, which we're going to try to address with uh, better education. some others have come forward to try to sabotage the effort so that they can make a name for themselves. And we've tried to clean that up. Uh, finding workers that are not only dedicated, uh, but knowledgeable. We, we definitely need more workers that have the capability to carry through on, on an effort and not just, you know, uh, pop in here and pop in there. We we need continuity. Um, I'm frustrated by the fact that more people have not joined this effort. And of course, the political uh, catch-22 that we were caught in this, this uh, legislative session. But Recall Florida establishes equal protection for all of the citizens of, of Florida. And now because we've got so many people moving here, we've got over 21 million residents. And this recall Florida would provide equal protection for those citizens that are not in municipalities, that are not in charter counties. And 
it would make it more equitable. That is the basis, the foundational basis of Recall Florida. And then because Florida is one of the uh, top five areas for corruption, you know, as evidenced by Palm Beach County, we're currently on our Recall Florida Facebook page, giving, uh, shedding light on what happened in Palm Beach County in, uh, in the 2006-2008 timeframe, where five sitting county commissioners out of seven were perp walked in handcuffs and went to prison for the corruption that was going on down there. And as a result, they uh, have created the uh, Palm Beach County Ethics Co uh, Commission on Ethics, which uh, oversees uh, and retards any possible corruption down there. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we've, we've really got some issues here in the state of Florida. And, uh, you know, we talk a lot about uh, the concept of uh, we the people. Uh, you know, you guys have probably heard me say before that that is a term of ownership. And, you know, we, with elections coming up, uh, you know, we the people, our, our vote is uh, extremely important as far as the government officials, those that um, uh, work through the affairs of our county and our city governments uh, to try and uh, make our lives uh, better for the citizens. Uh, that that we the people it uh, precedes the election and it goes beyond the election. So so we have a responsibility as citizens of every county in the state of Florida to hold our our public officials accountable. Why, uh, outside of that, Carmen, why is, account why is accountability so important? Why should I, as, uh, say, an average citizen that 18-year-old, uh, we'll say 18-year-old, for instance, that works at the local pizza place down on the street, why, why should I be so concerned about accountability uh, in my city and in my county? Well, I can answer that a number of ways. Uh, it has been said that a county commissioner has more power uh, over your quality of life than even the president of the United States. So where it's all at is local, 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 whether it be your city council, whether it be your your HOA, whether it be your county commission, these are the people that are making decisions that will affect your life today, tomorrow, and down the road. Now, if these people that are making these decisions on your behalf uh, diss you, don't include you, disrespect you, make deals with other entities to uh, to make things more difficult for you, uh, that is where you have to get involved. And th if they are not accountable, if they do not possess honesty and integrity, then, then you have to insist upon that and take appropriate measures. I, I advocate leading by example and to provide you an example uh, last year, we became aware that uh, some employees of our local water system were being mis, uh, mistreated. And 
I began and a very intensive research uh, project to shed light on that and look into it introspectively to find out just what was causing this and why. It was at that time I found out that the head of this private water utility had a criminal background, which involved embezzlement. And this is a $73 million company, uh, which also has two subsidiary for-profit companies underneath it and is also the CEO of a regional uh, utility. So there are a lot of uh, regional implications here. Uh, So the authorities did not want to do the right thing. We tried for a year. They, they didn't want to belly up to the bar and do their jobs. So we, as citizens, took it upon ourselves to break that news. And uh, it took that to get the media to actually come off the dime and cover this. It took the media and public opinion to get the board to see that they had a weak sister here that could possibly be doing uh, uh, below board things with citizen money. So this is the, the first shot across the bow. It's going to be a long, long, long effort. But that's, that's a personal example of what goes on when uh, people go into these jobs with six-figure incomes um, or run a county and have other agreements, other ties, other affiliations that supersede the interests of we the people that they are charged to represent and uh, and uh, defend our best interests. So it's incumbent upon all of us to understand that accountability is is paramount. And that is what Recall Florida is all about. That's why we follow corruption. That's why we highlight that because that is evidence of why Recall Florida is important and why it needs to happen to protect the people right now in 47 counties that are unprotected. One of the things that you mentioned was that our county commissioners were disrespecting the citizens when they come up to bring an issue uh, before their elected representatives. Uh, you know, you and I have heard uh, as, as an argument against Recall Florida that uh, if I just decided I didn't like a county commissioner or a group of county commissioners just because they were not professional or uh uh, they just weren't listening and that I could go and get a hundred of my friends and we could initiate a recall action and have uh, an elected official that was voted in by the people of the county and just have him removed. Well, why is that? Why is that not true about uh, about recall Florida? Yeah, that that's a non-starter. That dog doesn't hunt. You cannot have a personal uh, uh Uh, personality conflict with uh, one of your local leaders and think that you're going to get anywhere uh, under the uh, guide 
guise of Recall Florida. And that is because Recall Florida is referencing the Florida statute 100.361, which has specified very, uh, very, what, what should I say? There Succinctly. are requirements in this statute for grounds for recall. So there are about, about six or seven grounds for recall. One is malfeasance, uh, uh, misfeasance, um, getting involved in something that would be uh, a felony while you're in office. Um, those are just some examples. But this is a very detailed, complex process that would go on for a recall. And this isn't just something that somebody pushes a button on their phone or they file a petition and it's all over. If, if, uh, if those signatures on the petitions don't match, and then there's another, there's another petition process that's required to, to actually get um, a, a local leader recalled. Um, these are exacting, detailed, and if, if one I is not dotted and T is not crossed, that whole effort is going to be a failure. So you've got to have people with com- drive and commitment that are going to execute any recall function. And that's evidenced by the, the uh, residents down in Sebastian, Florida, uh, who in 2021 recalled successfully because they were a uh, charter county. They recalled successfully what I believe it was three county commissioners and one and two of them ended up getting in in trouble because of the sunshine law, etc. And they successfully replaced three county commissioners down there. Yeah, that was uh, that was pretty impressive how they came together as a community and got rid of those guys that came in with a different mission than what they had uh, said uh, as candidates uh, when they were uh, seeking uh, seeking public office. Uh, you know, a lot of uh, a lot of citizens out there have heard from some of the citizens. We can just report it to the governor. Like the governor is the end all be all. We have a great governor. I'm not going to sit and uh, argue. Uh, that point, uh, but I d- just don't. I don't see it being feasible for 47 counties for all of the corruption that we have out there. Just imagine for a second if all of that was piled on the governor's desk. Those those actions. Uh, the the governor just removed a state attorney down in South Florida, and I think that took two years for that process to uh, come to fruition. And uh, you know, with a successful passage of the Recall Florida bill, uh, once we get this through to the next ballot where you, the people, will have a chance to vote on it, uh, once that becomes a uh, sitting law and once the infractions and the corruptions come to light, the citizens can activate and they can get that Recall Florida, uh, that recall uh, movement, that action, they can get that going and they can get that individual removed before he does any more damage. 
Um, right. I'd like to switch gears for a minute uh, you know, on, on to the next question. What are you most amazed about when it comes to the Recall Florida mission? Well, I'm, I'm amazed that we have made such progress and that you, Chance, and, and I make a good team. And uh, I am very involved with a, a lot of other efforts, but you keep the home fires burning on, on Recall Florida. And uh, if, if I am off, you know, uh, researching and working on this water utility problem that uh, 16,000 members have, uh, you can always be counted on to be uh, thinking cerebrally about a concept or an issue. And then there's a, uh, a great post for the residents, the, the citizens, all of them in Florida that know about recall to avail themselves of or for you to come up with a new innovative idea, uh, just like this podcast, uh, The Stand podcast. Because really, if if you don't stand for something, you will fall for anything. And that is a line that Dr. Dennis Waitley, who was a naval aviator and uh, astronaut, I believe he was in the program and then he, you know, didn't finish at the end or something like that. But he became a psychologist and a positive uh, motivational speaker. And he and other psychiatrists and psychologists worked with returning POWs from Vietnam. And what they learned is that the POWs, when they were debriefing them, that went there in country with a belief in God or a higher power, they were able to withstand the torture and the depraved conditions and being starved because they stood for something, they would not fall for anything. And they were the survivors. Um, so uh, two years I'm amazed that for two years we had a sponsor in Representative Jayer Williams. In that second year, we ended up getting a Senate sponsor. I, I'm amazed about that. Um, uh, however, <laughs> you know, we, we haven't been successful. But the moral of that story is if at first you don't succeed, try, try again. So I'm, I'm amazed at, at the progress that we've made. I'm not uh, despondent about it in any way. I think knowledge is power, and you learn, uh, you sharpen, uh, as uh, Stephen Covey would say, you sharpen your, your sword, you sharpen the blade, and you live to fight another day. Yeah, I agree with you uh, during this uh, process uh, that we've been at this uh, going on three years. One of the things that... Uh, some of the big dogs in Tallahassee, because we've kept close touch with them, they are shocked, to say the least, that a citizen-led grassroots movement 
brought an idea to Tallahassee, and in the first year we had a bill on the floor. That just really doesn't happen for the for the most part. I, I've heard some of these some of these guys say, you know, keep your chin up. You know, some some of these movements uh, they don't get a bill on the floor for four or five years. So the fact that we got something on the floor for the first year, I'm amazed by that. Uh, our group has grown to over 4,000 people, and uh, it's done that because we have citizens in the state of Florida that are serious about accountability. They're sharing uh, the concept of Recall Florida with their friends and family. Uh, they're passing uh, out our post. Uh, you know, I, I, I'm amazed about that, and uh, we, we've got to keep, keep the irons in the fire. We've got to keep moving forward and pushing and uh, with uh, some good uh, membership participation in this coming session, I, you know, the it, the possibilities are endless. It's quite possible, you know, with, with good participation, people on the phone, people talking to their representatives, going to their uh, party executive committees and saying, you know, we have got to have some accountability uh, in these counties uh, because our elected officials or uh, they're not listening to us. We need to have some accountability because we've got some bad stuff going on that the, the repercussions of these decisions and the citizens are going to be faced with 10, 15, 20 years down the road uh, because these guys are self-serving. Many of these guys are self-serving. I don't want to say all of them uh, because we do have some good elected representatives out there. And when we see those good actions, when we see those elected representatives uh, uh doing their job as they were elected to do. They need to be commended. So Recall Florida is not against every single elected official in the state. Uh, we appreciate uh, the responsibility. We fully understand just how hard it is, uh, but we are mostly focused on those that come into office with this idea that they're going to get rich off the back of the taxpayers uh, and and that that we're going to put a stop to because, you know, we can't keep continuing uh, down this road. So knowing that this podcast has a statewide audience as a political activist, what message do you have for those who are concerned about what's going on in their county who maybe want to get involved, but they're scared? Maybe they, they don't they don't speak all that well. Uh, maybe they're not a writer. Um, you know, what what do you feel, uh, or maybe they feel like it just doesn't matter. Maybe, uh, you know, all of this has been going on for so long, they feel like, you know, if I go down to the county commission, if I go to the city council, if I stand up, if I speak, if I just go and participate, it just doesn't matter anyway. So why should I go? What would you say to them? I would say it does matter. It does matter as evidenced by the fact that these local leaders have more power over your quality of life than even the president of the United States, as I said earlier. It is imperative, number one, that we make wise choices when recruiting people to run for office, that we uh, make good selections. Now, that doesn't discount the fact that great intentions, but once they get in, 
their affiliations um, become uh, the, the priority becomes others uh, behind the, the, the curtain rather than the people that they are to represent. So uh, twofold, you've got to pay attention to, to what's going on in, in your county or your city. Uh, it behooves you to be participative in that process because then you will know who you need to call. Then you will know who said what at, at a meeting and what is about to happen. Uh, for example, yesterday, uh, citizens, we participated in a year and a half worth of land development code meetings and processes, and we could not get clear cutting stopped. We could not get wetland buffers extended as we wanted, and we could not get the fill and bill stopped. And yesterday in one four hour meeting, what our county decided to do instead of passing an anti-abortion ordinance, they decided to put it in the land development code in one fell swoop that there would not be allowed to be any abortion clinics in our county. So a year and a half of work environmentally to retard flooding, and we couldn't even convince them to stop the three things that were contributing to the flooding and property destruction. And uh, yesterday, they uh, decided to, they're going to amend the land development code to prohibit uh, these clinics. So that's an example uh, of what can happen in, in four hours. So it behooves you to pay attention to these things and become a uh, participating uh, member of your county. And once you see what what is going on, uh, you may feel more committed to participating in, in Recall Florida. But I'll tell you whether you are from a county that has the recall provision or not just for equitability for those who do not, uh, you know, we're, we always like to say we're for the underdog. Well, up here in Santa Rosa County, we, we are one of those 47 uh, underdogs that are not covered. We basically have no rights with regard to uh, getting uh, movement to get corrupt county leaders out. We never target anyone personally. This is, um, a general concept of accountability. And if they are violating any of those stipulations in the grounds for recall in Florida Statute 100.361, they should be seriously looked at for, for recall. But we and uh, 46 others do not have currently that right. So if you say, well, we don't uh, uh, we don't have that problem in our county. Well, think of those who do, and uh, maybe that will prompt you to get to get involved. Yeah, I might just add. You said uh, we don't have that problem in this county. You you may not have a problem in this county right now, but in the next election, when an elected leader comes on board and and the county finds out that he's corrupt as hell, then what are you going to do? Then will it become an issue? Because the sitting commissioners and the sitting uh, council members and mayors that are in office right now, they will not always be there. So I might just add to that. Uh, you know, it, it really, 
you know, it's okay that maybe you can't get in front of a mic and speak. It's okay that maybe you can't sit down and write a piece for the newspaper. That's okay. But what you can do is you can take an hour out of your day or two hours out of your day and go down to your city council uh, area, go down to your, your county commissioner area and fill the seats, line the walls, because you know, instead of 20 people standing up against an issue, when you have 500 people that come in and put their name on that list uh, and line the walls and set in the chairs, uh, the dynamics of what's going on in the county begin to change. And the county commissioners are like, whoa, what is going on here? Uh, so that that does impact, uh, it's kind of a psychological thing. It does impact how their uh, decision is to be made. So it's extremely important. And that's one of the reasons that I started the Stand podcast is because I want you, the citizens of every county, to stand and say, no, no, not today, Satan. We're not doing that. Uh, we protest that. We are against that. And if you decide to continue on with this this direction, elections have consequences and we'll vote somebody in for your seat. You can either support us in your position or you can be against it. But either way, you're going to be gone. You're going to be gone in an election or you're going to be gone in a recall, depending on, on how you decide to play this out. If you decide to be just blatantly in the face, mal malfeasance in your actions, or if you're just kind of just riding that line a little bit and you're doing uh, acts that would qualify as misfeasance, bringing harm to the people with your actions, we're going to get you. We're tired of it. And that is why I created the Stand Podcast. Carmen, uh, last but not least, if someone is tired of corrupt county commissioners and they want to be a part of the Recall Florida movement, uh, where can they go? Well, we, we have two methods now. And one really popular one is our Facebook page, Recall Florida. And... Chance has also made sure that there is a website out there, and uh, that is www.recallflorida.com, and you can find out more about the concept there. You can donate there, and of course, we need money for materials. Uh, we need uh, money for graphics to create something exciting and uh, uh, enervating for those that only have a three nanosecond attention span to get the point across. Um, remember, if I could reiterate that if you do not stand for something, you will fall for anything. So knowledge is power. And Chance created this podcast and titled it The Stand. Uh, Stand. And uh, so that, that's a great, uh, a great example to remember that you've, you've got to make, you've got to make a stand. You've got to take a stand. And in learning about your county, your city, you're going to identify some of these pitfalls and things that are falling through the cracks. Are they, are they falling through the cracks because of uh, uh, incompetence 
or are they falling through the cracks purposefully because there are powers behind the curtain that are working against your best interest? Only you can decide that. But we have been there, done that, and we see that in many areas, many counties, this is happening. And the representation for we the people is is not loyalty and symbiotic, you know, we're working to help you. Um, in many at many uh, junctures, they're working against against you. And uh, you have to be attentive enough to deduce what's going on and then realize, hey, um, Recall Florida gives me some out, gives me an opportunity, gives me some recourse. And for those of, the, uh, of, of us that do not have that available to us, that is why Chance and I work so hard for the Recall Florida movement. Carmen, thanks so much for joining us here on the Stand Podcast. We hope to have you back on soon. Uh, we hope that you have a good day. Join us on Recall Florida, www.recallflorida.com. Join us on Facebook uh, at, at our group page. We have over 4,000 members from 64 counties. We would love to have you be a part of that group. Let's swell that group to 10,000 members or 15,000 members because when we show up in Tallahassee with 15,000 members, the legislators are going to be like, whoa. What is going on? So let's be a part of that. We've got a session coming up in March. Join us. Be a part of that. We're a growing movement, and we look forward to having you. So, Carmen, have a good day, and uh, we hope to see you again. Thank you, Chance. Yeah, bye. Hope you enjoyed that session with Carmen Reynolds. Listen, guys, it's important that all of us work together and start showing up at our county uh, offices during these BOCC meetings, during the city council meetings, and speaking up for what we believe is the right way to go. It is so important. So with that being said, until we meet again, let's work together and take our counties back. Have a good day.